honor. We appreciate your power and your grace. You have made it beautiful for us this morning again. You have led us on the path of righteousness. You brought us under the tabernacle of grace. And your voice, you are about to voice it unto us. To speak to us and to minister to us. Such which we need to make life, to transform and to be better. We commit our mind before you as we are coming to speak to the mind. We pray that give us God a retentive brain, a mind, intelligence of God that can absorb that which you are coming to push into our brains and let our soul be open that it can encapsulate that which we receive from you. I pray that God let the speaker be submitted to the power of the word. That having spoken, may I be a blessing in the doer of what I hear you speak through me and also may the hearer also be an obedient to the word which you speak to us this morning. I know you, O oh God, has fulfilled it to the righteousness of our soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We are pursuing the journey we started last week. You know, we are talking about uh, material prosperity, how to get God to prosper us wholly where every part of our life will be blessed. And we started by talking of it, that if God is going to bless us, materially where we, we are not supposed to fight struggle and break bottles and and go through all the regiment and toil of this life then there's something god has informed us to do according to matthew chapter um 6 verse 32 down to about 36 and uh, and that of matthew chapter 29 hallelujah so and also in matthew chapter 19 25 down there where jesus said that everything that you have left and forsaken i shall give them unto you houses buildings and war all over and he said in matthew chapter um, 6 verse 33 that uh, if any man if any man is looking for any material blessings material substance he must first seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all other things all other things material blessings shall be added unto him amen and then we flow down to look at what is the righteousness of God and the kingdom of God? And we discovered that the kingdom of God, we are talking about the very interest of God, the very paramount interest of God, why he created us and also allowed Jesus to come. And that is three things, the salvation of all mankind, prosperity of all mankind, and eternity for all mankind. God wants everybody to be saved through Jesus Christ. God wants everybody to prosper materially in this life and god wants everybody to go to heaven hallelujah and god wants us to do it and to follow after it in the right way that is the righteousness of god and we look at the salvation of the lord which we handle first and now we are at the heart the prosperity of the lord prosperity of all people we started last week by looking at the prosperity of the soul and then the bible have said in third john chapter one that i wish above all things that you will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers so we started looking at at what is the prosperity of the soul we drove on that and then we came to an end of the prosperity of the soul which we said that if the soul is going to be a prosperous uh, component in the body then the soul must be hot matured in it desires amen and we look at the mature, a mature desire what it is and we ended that a mature desire is that which is um, 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 has a has a um, um, a drive, a strong passion, and all those things. That is where we ended. Amen. So this is where we ended. Okay. This is where we ended. So today we are looking at prosperity by the soul. 
prosperity by the soul. We look at the prosperity of the soul. Now we are looking at prosperity by the soul. So what we look at is how our soul can be prosperous in us. Now we are looking at how our body, our life can be prospered by our soul. So that is what we are here to do now. The soul in this context, as I've already told you, is referring to the mind. Because we are looking at how we can prosper through the effectiveness of the mind. That is what we have started so far. And I hope you and I bear with me. That we are looking at how to prosper by the effectiveness of the mind. And the Bible has said that, that you may be blessed by the soul or the prosperity of the soul. And I told you that the soul in this context is not referring to the organ in the uh, lower, uh, uh, the left um, 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 rib or chest called the heart. No. The soul here is referring to the soul. The, 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 the heart here is referring to the soul. Amen. Because nobody thinks with the heart. Amen. We thinks with what? The mind. So that word heart is referring to the soul. And I told you that the mind is the center of the soul. Hallelujah. So how can we be prospered by the effectiveness of our mind? There are three ways we can prosper by the soul. In other words, the mind. And these are one, virtues. By feeding the mind with the right virtues. There are virtues that God has put in place that we must feed on. Our mind must feed on. And as long as we feed the mind with those virtues, it is paramount that our life will prosper. Hallelujah. Then we have informations. We have to re continually renewing the mind with transforming informations. We must feed the mind with information that transforms life. Informations that makes life better. Informations that advances life. Informations that gives us advantage in life. Hallelujah. Then three, by expectation. By daily meditating for the kind of life we expect to have. Every day you must be meditating, you must be thinking, and you must be looking forward for the kind of life that you want to have from God. It must be a daily affair. Hallelujah. So, if we are going to prosper by the soul, these are the three things that we ought to observe to do. But today we want to move and look at information number two. I'll come back, we do the rest. But we want to look at the second one, information. How can we be blessed? How can the soul bless us, prosper our life by continual renewing of the mind? So information here, we are talking about a constant renewing of the mind with transforming informations. Every human being, once a while, you have to renew your mind. You have to change your mind. Somebody said, Pastor, what, is, what does you mean by renewing my mind? I don't understand. You shall understand. Amen. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I don't need to read it, but for the sake of those who don't have Bible. Romans chapter 2, 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world. Don't be adapted to this world. Don't be so attached to this world. Don't let the world dictate 
for you. Don't let the world control you. Don't let the world decide for you. Don't do life. Don't live life because of how the world wants you to live your life. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So don't be conformed to the world. Don't live your life by how the world wants you to live. Don't follow the pattern of the world. Don't go after the world. But you have to renew your mind every day. And the kind of uh, renewing that you have to renew, the mind must be able to transform your life. And if you're able to renew your mind with information that transforms life, the Bible says, you will be perfect. And you'll be able to do, and the Bible also said that you'll be acceptable and perfect to do the will of God. And church, until you are handling the will of God, it is difficult to prosper. Amen. You can have money and wealth and everything that you want to have, but that is not prosperity. Prosperity is successfully accomplishing the purpose of God for your life. That is when Jesus was successful, he accomplished, he prospered on the cross while he was dying. He said, it is finished, but he was dying. He prospered. Paul was in chains. He was going through persecutions and tribulations. But you know what I said? He said, I finished the race. I fought the battle. Now I'm moving on, waiting for the crown of glory. And at the time he was saying it, he was in prison in Rome. But he said, I finished the race. And he said, I fought a good battle. Hallelujah. So prospering in life is not the amount of material acquisition you possess, but the quality of success that you end by pursuing the will of God for your life. And Paul said, if we can successfully accomplish the purpose of God, the will of God for our life, we must constantly renew our mind with transforming informations. Amen. Let's go back to the study and look at the kind of informations that he's talking about. He said we must renew our mind. And the question is, what is a renewed mind? So by renewing your mind, Your life can be transformed when you can renew your mind. That is what Paul is saying. Your life can be better if you can renew your mind. You can prosper if you can renew your mind. You can be better if you can renew your mind. And what is a renewed mind? A renewed mind is a mind that is rich with the wisdom of God and current with the information that is succeeding. If you say somebody has a renewed mind, the person is rich with the wisdom of God. He knows the wisdom of God. He has the wisdom of God. And the person also is possessed with the information that is currently succeeding. The reason why most of us, we are not prospering in this life is that the wisdom of God, we don't have it. And the current succeeding information, we don't have it. The informations in our mind, they don't transform us. They rather conform us. Hallelujah. 
a Christian sister who is very uh, uh, righteous and holy and want to live a modest life, watch Mary Cruz and will come to church wearing Mary Cruz. Hallelujah. And he knows that a Christian sister must dress decent. But he comes to church back covered, front open. Where should be covered? Is it the front or the back? Both. Okay. But now they come with a long tray as a wedding tray covering the back and the front open up to the hip level. So that when they are walking, you know that the Holy Ghost is behind. It can be front. This information does not transform. It conforms. You have been conformed to a soap opera. So you are living your life in a cinema, a movie. And somebody has seen you walking with his boy who is so innocent. A boy who has been, he has spent all money to make that boy. And see you standing with that boy. You have a good morals. You are a good sister. But when they look at the confirmation of your life, he discredited his son. Hey, this thing, I don't want to see you walking with him again. So my mommy said, oh, but I'm not like that. And the mother doesn't have the time to come and tell you that because of how I saw you. Hallelujah. In the same way, a gentleman is conformed. So, he wear his suit and open up to this place. And then pull the back. You are conforming to the world. You are not being transformed. But God said, if we are going to prosper our life, our life ought to be transformed. And in order for it to be transformed, this mind must continually be renewed by the wisdom of God. And then by information which are currently succeeding. What are the information which are succeeding? Amen. What are the information which are succeeding? We will spend all the time watching Sydney Africa because it has the movie. But let me tell you, sometimes I spend more time watching Peace TV and EWTV. EWTV is all about the Catholics and Peace TV is all about what? Islam. Say, Pastor, what do you want? Because listen, EWTV, they teach us about the fundamental and the theological in-depth of our faith. And Peace TV talks about the general perception of life and Islam. Hallelujah. So that when you meet them, you know how to argue and get your way out. If God make you opportunity to come into an oil tycoon, which is the Muslim, you don't go and say that in the name of Jesus, but you can go and say that in the name of God, in the name of Abraham, the God of Abraham, they will employ you. And you have not blasphemed. Amen. You must be rich with the wisdom of God and you must carry current succeeding information. Your mind every day must know that this is the stuff which is selling in the market. This is the kind of things that is selling in the market. Amen. Let's proceed further. And look at when we talk about information, renewing your mind. What are the three characteristics of a renewed mind? Three characteristics of a renewed mind. Remember, I said a renewed mind is a mind that is what rich with the heart, the wisdom of God, 
and the current succeeding informations or knowledge. And we have three characteristics. If somebody said that I am renewed, or if you see somebody whose life is undergoing constant transformation to prosper, you find any of this. Any of this. Whether unbelievers or believers. If they are unbelievers, they may not have the first one, the wisdom of God. But the last two, they may have it. If they are believers, they may have all three. Let's read 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And look at what the Bible is saying. And of the children of Issachar. Children of who? I haven't seen any Christian who has named the child Issachar. It's only Muslim who are naming them Issachar. But Issachar is in the Bible. You see, Issachar is one of the children of Jacob. Of the children of Issachar, which are, were men, they were who? They were who? They were not boys. They were men. Church, until you become a man, you are far from prospering. Until you become a woman, you are far from prospering. Girls don't prosper. Boys don't prosper. It is men who prosper. Because girls are looking for fun. Boys are looking for pleasure. Amen. But men are looking for future. Men are looking for heritage. And men are looking for inheritance. Men are thinking of succession. But boys are thinking of what? Inheritance. Give, consume. Tomorrow it shall come again. Charlie, let's blow it. Shakawale is in town. Let's go and shaka ourselves. So they will use every akpa means to get 500 from daddy and from mommy. To go and shaka. Hallelujah. They will get sisters who also are moving by the wind, by the flow. They will also go. And just go and dance. In Gela, gela, nyanyumine. Mesoye, Africa. I said, help me to behave. I almost slept. I've repented. When I said, nyanyumine, the fair lady just looked at. Hey. And of the children of Issachar, which were men, that had, they had what? Understanding of what? The times. Number two, they know what Israel ought to what? do. They have understanding of the times. They know what to do. Okay? The hairs of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their commandment. There were 200 and they were leaders of all the rest of their brethren. That is all the rest of the nation. 200 men, they rule the whole nation because they understand the times and they know what to do. Amen. If you want to be great, you must understand the times. If you understand what is happening, you will know what to do. But if you don't understand what is happening, you'll be carried along by what is happening. And the reason why people are crying and wailing and are beating their head in this time, economies are, things are not, is that nobody is understanding the times. Hallelujah. But if you understand that the nation is going through a transition, you will adjust yourself that immediately after the transition, there's going to be opportunities. Because there's a shaking. 
both in the economy, both in the currency, both in the market, everything is shaking in the country within the shortest time when we stabilize. After the shaking, there will definitely be people, that things will fall apart. Things will go out of shape. There will be a, 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 a time of total disarray in the, in the land and people now need to refix things. And at the, that, that time, opportunity has created. So people understand the times. By this time, they will be preparing themselves towards the coming opportunities. And when it comes, they will seize it. But because we don't understand the times, we are being carried by it. And opportunities will come and we'll send a few people will take it. The Bible said that because they understand the times, they know what to do. Hallelujah. Shall we go back? Three characteristics of a renewed mind. Number one is wisdom. Every renewed mind is full with the wisdom of God. Every renewed mind. And I know some people may be asking, Pastor, what is a, a, a wisdom of God? We will come. We are coming. We have clues. Number two, they have understanding. What is understanding? Discerning mind. They are able to discern the changing trends of time and generations. They are able to discern. When the time change, they are able to know that time has changed. And if the, this time has happened, it is likely this time will come. If this is what is happening now, it's likely that this is what is going to happen next. Amen. Immediately, if, if it is true that the country is shaking and we are going for help from IMS or whatever, immediately after that, remember, it happened before. Immediately, we came out from the IMS. That is where all these banks begin to shoot. That is where there was a, a, all of a sudden a massive construction and project going on in the country. Because immediately there was a stabilized and then structures have to be rebuilt. Opportunity came. And people who have bettered themselves and who know and have prepared themselves at that time. They are the people who are commanding now. And those of us who our hands were in our pockets and were looking at people who were making things to happen. We are still looking. But if you understand the times, you will discern the changing trends of time and event. Knowledge they, they, they know what to do, when to do, and they seize the opportunities of the moment. That is people with a renewed mind. They know what to do. They are not just sitting down. They know this is what I have to do. And they know when they have to do what. And they seize the opportunity when it comes. Hallelujah. And I know God will help you to know what to do. God will open your mind. You will know what to do. You will discern through these times. Some of us are asking, Pastor, but what should I do? Pastor, what should I do? I don't even know what to do. I pray God will help you. You will know you will discern. Hallelujah. Fine. Let us look at the wisdom of God. If I don't teach everything, don't worry. Buy the book. The wisdom of God is a creative knowledge. Sometimes the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, the wisdom. Remember, we have the gift of wisdom and we have the wisdom of God. Okay? The gift of wisdom is foretelling. Hallelujah. So, I can look at this brother and say that brother, you know, three years to come, 
Now you are working in a financial company. But three years to come, I see you heading an ins financial institution in the United Nations. And if that is your desire, I prophesy. It does not, but I have what spoken thought. And sometimes it hits. And you say, like, hey, I have been thinking about, but I don't know. And wait, as times begin to progress, you find yourself that you are in it. That is the gift of what? Wisdom. But the wisdom of God, we are talking about the creative ability of God. To have the creative knowledge that enable one to have the intelligence to provide needed resources and assistance. It's an intelligence that comes from God and that intelligence enabling you to provide resources and assistance. When there's any problem, you can have the solution for it. When there's any need, you can have the resource for it. It's natural. It comes from God. Hallelujah. Let me, I want to break the, the phrases for you. So what is a creative knowledge? Because I've mentioned creative knowledge and I've, I've, I've spoken about it, but let's reduce it. That word, enabling one to have the intelligence to provide needed resources. What does it mean? It's too big an English. Hallelujah. It simply means having... Being able to know into the future and provide the solution that will be needed. That is it. That is all about creative knowledge. You are able to know into the future and begin to prepare yourself so that you can provide the solution that shall be needed. That is a creative knowledge. So people who have the wisdom of God they know what is going to happen and they begin to prepare themselves that when it happens, which will happen, they have the solution for it. In that matter, people with the wisdom of God, they don't think for now. They are always thinking for the future. So whatever they are doing, they are not doing for the benefit of now. Whatever they are doing, they are doing it for the benefit of the future. If they are going to school, their target is the future. If they are getting married, their target is the future. Even if they are eating, they are eating for the future. They don't eat to wake up at 8 a.m. the following morning. They eat such that they can wake up at 4 a.m. Because there's much to do. Amen. So, in, in, in context, the, the, the wisdom of God is not only about knowing God or his word. That is the knowledge of God. God and his word. You know what Paul said? He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So he's not talking about the knowledge. He's talking about the wisdom. Because I may know him is just the knowledge. But the power of a resurrection is the working, the mechanism, the machinery. The one which can bring back results. The power of the resurrection is able to make the impossible to become possible. It's able to provide that which is there to become beneficial for the future. It is the power of the resurrection that gives a you and I right to say Abba Father. Amen. If the resurrection power was not there, we would never have been a Christian. So Paul was saying that I may know the power of God's wisdom. So I must have his knowledge and I must have his creative power likewise. So that is what it is about. 
So church, it is not enough to just go about that with the knowledge of God. And it's good. It's good. But listen, if you are full of the knowledge without the wisdom, very soon you might become righteous, arrogant. In Ecclesiastes, the Bible said that knowledge wearies the soul. And somewhere it said that too much knowledge puffs a person up. I was talking with a young lady, 23 years old, who is going out with this guy, and the guy has become a lunatic. The guy has become, hey, you meet the guy and say, that, hey, some 119. Hey, he will rattle some 119. You know, some 119 is the longest verse in the Bible. The, the guy, a young guy, old, 29 years, he can say some 119 from verse 1 up to the, about the 139 or something. He can say it. You say Genesis chapter 1, he will start. He will read Genesis chapter The guy is good. And you know something? Now the guy believed that keeping your virginity is in vain. He said there's no sense in it. And he, he goes about, he puts so many stupid things on the internet. He's gone off. He looks at his father's face and he asks his father, what makes him think that it's God who made him a man? He asked his father, what, make, Daddy, what makes you think that it's God who makes you a man? Then the father said that, it's you who made me a man. You who made me a man. <laughs> this is a serious case. Serious case. Oh. Serious case. I went to uh, Tema last, last week, one pastor, and we went to meet the situation. And the guy is totally off. He knows the Bible. He knows it rough, rough. To the extent that now, it has weary his soul. He's gone off. He's become a lunatic. He doesn't even understand. He quote the Bible and is walking in the bush. Love your neighbor as yourself. And we ask him, what does it mean to love my neighbor as myself? He said, okay, to love my neighbor as myself is that if a car is coming and the car can kill me or I see that the speed is coming, it can either kill me and I have other person, I'm working with my friend or there's another person and the car can kill the two of us, I better have to save that person and die. Because I have to show love for the person. So I said, showing love for the person as your life is that you have to die in place of the person. I said, this is your frustrated fate. God don't need it in heaven. He know too much. It's not about knowing God. It's about carrying a practical knowledge of God. A practical wisdom of God. A, a, a knowledge that is able to do. Not a knowledge that's only passed up. A knowledge that makes you pride and arrogant. A knowledge that makes you feel you are superior because you think you know. But able to transform the knowledge you know to become a resource for life. Amen. 